Light Warrior Radio, where our intention is to empower and inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether it's prosperity, radiant health, loving relationships, or simply peace of mind. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Kant, author of the bestseller Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And for my free Light Warrior Empowerment Package, you can just go to karencan.com forward slash free gift. Now today, I have a special guest. Her name is Ruth Randley, and we've had her on the show previously talking about the multiple soul theory, and that was very popular, and uh, boy, it's been so helpful, I know, for my uh, healing practice to be able to help people know. In fact, just the other night, uh, I helped a a young person uh, with a depressed soul, and um, the God team removed this depressed soul, and she is like a different person today. It is amazing. Now, today's topic is going to be about the seraphim blueprint. So Ruth is the one that is bringing this ancient advanced spiritual system that's been dormant for thousands of years to us in the modern world. And, um, you know, it's attracting people from all over the world. And the really cool thing is that you get these angelic downloads. I know a lot of my tribe, a lot of my light warrior tribe are very familiar with uh, what I call downloads, you know, these downloads of amazing morphic fields and um, healing energy, some of them that we co-create together in the universe. But uh, um, I enjoyed our interview so much with Ruth last time. Uh, I was really looking forward to (laughs) interviewing her today uh, on the Seraphim Blueprint. So if you're interested in uh, learning more about the Seraphim Blueprint, the website to go to is www.seraphimblueprint.com. Let me spell that for you. S as in Sam, E-R-A-P-H-I-M as in Mary, Blueprint, all one word, so SarahFimBlueprint.com, and uh, just check it out and see if what we're talking about today resonates with you. See if these angelic downloads are something that you are calling for and want, and, you know, contact Ruth and her team to see if it's for the highest and greatest good for you. So, without further ado, hello, welcome, Ruth. Hello there, everyone. Hi. So, so well, we got some folks with their hands are. up already. <laughs> yeah, and I forgot to mention that earlier, too. If folks are calling in, I am going to uh, open up the chat so you can ask Ruth some questions during the show. And also the live number to call in is 818-514-1190. And just hit one so we know your hand is up. But uh, welcome again, Ruth. It's uh, such a pleasure to uh, have you back on the show today. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's been, it's fun when I talk like this um, in interviews like this. I'm very comfortable with this kind of process, so I really do enjoy it myself. Oh, fantastic. Now, not everyone has listened to the first show we did on Multiple Souls, so maybe you can share with us a little bit of your history, like how uh-huh. you know you got to be a teacher, how you figured out this particular piece of the Seraphim Blueprint. I'm really excited to hear about that. Okay. Uh, well, my background is um, a very international. Um, I was born in New York City, um, Jewish parents, and <clears throat> grew up in Brooklyn till I was about 15, and we moved to Washington, D.C. I lived there, went to college at the um, George Washington University. I went to graduate school at the University of Hawaii. I was basically a perennial student. I didn't <laughs> stop studying till I was 45, <laughs> And um, I, d- I didn't have a clue as to what my real purpose in life was. 
So I really understand it when people come to me and they don't know their purpose in life because sometimes it really takes a lot of time to figure that out. It's goes it requires a lot of processing on on you as an individual going through a lot of life experiences uh, and in my case uh you know about thirty years of schooling so um yeah, after I finished my doctoral studies in American intellectual history um I was then prevented actually from receiving the certificate that you know said p h d after my name. Um, that was kind of interesting because my doctoral thesis was on the mysticism of the American Shakers, and it was, I think, too out there for my professors. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a good thing that they, lock, you know, they sh- they locked me out basically, or I wouldn't be talking to you all today. Um, I would probably be in some small college teaching American history and world history and things like that, somewhere on the planet. Um, When that all happened, I was actually teaching American history in Tokyo, Japan. And I I was already a teacher of meditation, transcendental meditation specifically, a, a procedure that I love very much even to this day. So I had already been trained by Marishi to do that, but I just considered that like a hobby, like a sideline. You know, my main purpose was to be an academic, so I thought at the time. But when things got turned around on me, and when I was around 45, 46, um, I had a major midlife crisis about what I was really to spend the rest of my life doing. And uh, luckily, I was in Japan and met um, a young man who was an American who was very cluey and quite psychic himself. And um, I was very depressed at the time, and he helped me get out of that depression. And he helped me through a school in England called Arcadia that was located in <coughs> Yeovil, Somerset, England. And we corresponded with that, you know, he was like the representative in Tokyo, and uh, we corresponded with that school, and they sent me a pendulum to just analyze my own health issues, which I thought was very interesting, and they taught me how to use a pendulum, which is a psychic tool, and so um, that's how it all, how this all began. So, So I had this pendulum, and I was becoming psychic, and then um, as I mentioned on the last broadcast with you, um, that developed into this multiple soul theory with the help of Babaji of the Yogananda tradition. And I was doing that very successfully, and um, the more I did it, the more confidence I got in myself personally. Um, my life goals hadn't been realized at that point I was 45 years old I was single I wanted to be married I wanted to have a relationship that wasn't happening and I didn't get my academic uh, career fulfilled so that wasn't happening so the only thing that was happening was this soul readings that I began doing in Tokyo and then I moved to Australia and continued to do that um, that was around 1990 so I couldn't stay in Australia as a tourist forever, so I had to go back to America. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, when I returned to America around 1993, 94, um, I had this little stone, this little white stone that the school in England had given me. And it vibrated in my hand, even though by 1990, the school in England had completely closed down. The people had dispersed who ran the school. Um, there was a separation of the couple that ran the school. And so that was no longer existing, but they had given me all kinds of paraphernalia. And one of the pieces of paraphernalia I'm holding in my hands right now is a small little egg-shaped white stone. I think it's made of milky quartz. I'm not even sure, but I've had this for about 25 years now, 30 years. And um, so this stone vibrated in my hands, and I didn't know what it was about. You know, why would the school close? Why would it still be giving off energy? It had been made for me personally, and my guidance at the time I thought was Babaji. So I asked Babaji or my guides or whoever they were, and I said, what's what's going on? Where did this stone originate? Why am I still feeling something with this white stone? And all they told me was the word Atlantis. Mm. And I thought, well, that's interesting, but that's not very informative. So I um, I just kept that in the back of my mind and would hold the stone when I meditated because that helped with my meditation. It act like an um, amplification of my meditation, my morning ritual. And um, then I, at that, by that time, 1994, I was living in Berkeley, California. And, you know, <laughs> Berkeley, as I tell everyone in, in the world, uh, living in California, is, it's very difficult to support oneself being a psychic because every other person so many, is either right? a psych, psychic or a massage therapist in California. Right, right, or a yogi. So I didn't, you know, I mean, I, I, I initially I had a lot of trouble finding work. It was a, a recession in the American economy, and um, yeah, it's a long story. But in any case, I eventually figured out that I could have an 800 number and have like a nationwide network of people interested in, in what I was doing with soul readings and soul experiences. And so I established myself in that in that niche. And I continued to do this. By 1990, late 94, I saw an advertisement in the local Berkeley newspaper which said um, that an individual was presenting a... Atlantean Crystal Healing Workshop, something like that, you know. And I went, oh, my goodness, this might be the answer to the whole mystery around my little white stone. So uh, it was a freebie. It was like an intro. And I went to it, and the the man standing in front of the room was about five foot two, bespeckled with a beard, and he looked very professorial. And it turns out he was a professor of mathematics at San Francisco State University. <laughs> at least he previously had been doing that. But he had gotten very sick um, with a special unusual disease, and he had to quit his job, and he had to pray to God in order to be healed. And a lot of angels turned up in the process, and guides and angels helped him heal partially from the illness that he was experiencing. So he turned in himself into a energy healer, which he still does to this day. Um, so 
I went up to him during the break because he demonstrated to us the power of his work, and it was very impressive. And this is 1994. And I went up to him during the break, and I said, I have a little white stone at home, and I don't know why it's still vibrating in my hand, and all I've been told about it is the word Atlantis. And he looked up at me because I'm taller than he was, And um, he looked above my head, actually, and around my head. And I'm going, well, what's going on here? But I was quiet. I didn't know him at all. So he said to me, there's this huge angel standing behind you, and he's telling me that you and I need to work together to bring out a school, a mystery school that existed in Atlantean times. And I got goosebumps and... I didn't know anything about angels at that time. I'd only been working with Babaji, and that's it. You know, I had no contact with angels and no even interest in angels. And so um, I said, well, I, I, this is some kind of golden opportunity. I don't know what it is, but I'm very interested in working with you and the angel. And we ended up working about once a month. Um, one month in his his apartment and one month in my apartment. <clears throat> and um, that, that went on for a year and a half. Uh, it was really wonderful. I acted as secretary. He, he was the one who was clairvoyant and clairaudient. I'm simply clairsentient. So simply, I mean, it's still a wonderful gift to be clairsentient, but I considered it secondary second to being clairvoyant or clairaudient. This is the way society regards it, you know. So uh, after a year and a half, he said, Ruthie, um, my guides have told me that um, this work is really your work and not mine, and I'm busy with other projects, and I'm going to stop working on this. And I was totally shocked. Mm. Wow. So, so I said, well, well, is it okay if I were to teach this to other people? And he said, sure, go right ahead. You know, it's your baby, whatever, something like that. And I was so shocked, though, because I had really only been like the secretary taking notes, and he was doing all the psychic lifting, heavy work, mm. and I was just sitting back. So a month after that, um, he never referred to the angel as a seraph, a singular of the seraphim. You know, he never, he never, he told me he was a huge angel, um, but he didn't tell me what kind of angel, and I don't know if he knew. So a month oh, okay. later, I were I sat on my bed and I swung the pendulum and I called him the way we had traditionally been calling him with a very long sentence. And he wrote his name in front of my eyes and with my open eyes. And I went, oh, my wow. goodness, I've never seen anything like that, you know. And I wow. was extremely shocked. And uh, I said, what kind of an angel are you? And he said, I'm a seraph of the seraphim. And yeah. I knew that was the highest order of angels. And so I went, I said, why don't, you know, why Why haven't we heard about you or the seraphim before this? You know, I mean, it's only mentioned hardly in the Bible at all. 
And he said, because we don't work with humanity, we work with the galaxy. So, so I was very shocked, and I said, are you willing to work with me to complete the system, you know, that we originally agreed to? And he said, yes. And so I've been working with him ever since. Wow, wow. So his name is Seraph of the Seraphim? Well, his name is in our book that we wrote, you know. I I wrote with the Seraph. So I don't usually share that on, you know, a public call like this, a conference call. But if you take the Seraphim Blueprint and ask a teacher, they will tell you his name in the course. Oh, I see. It's a sacred name, and it's not... We don't. I initially was sharing it in with my students, and the seraph told me to stop. Hmm. And so that's really interesting. Did he say why? Uh, yes, he did. He did. He said he didn't want to attract too much attention from the dark side, basically. <clears throat> oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, <laughs> how does I think one of the questions that's uh, coming up is. Um, you know, if people haven't heard of uh, Seraphim angels, um, how does that differ from, like, non-Seraphim angels, like, or archangels? Like, many people are familiar yeah. with archangels. <laughs> well, in the Judeo-Christian tradition, especially in the Christian tradition, there are nine orders of angels, and they're in a hierarchy. At the very top are the cherubim and the seraphim I know the cherubim are always presented in Western tradition as little baby angels, but they're not baby angels. That's just a myth. They're very powerful angels as well. I haven't dealt with cherubim, but the nine orders of angels, at the bottom two rungs are angels and archangels. The top two rungs are cherubim and seraphim. And they don't usually interact with human beings. It's only the bottom. The reason why we think of archangels as being so high is because they are assigned to work with humanity. But they're the highest Uh order of angels that are assigned to work with humanity. The others have other jobs, like principalities work with continents or oceans and things like that. The, The seraphim work with planets and solar systems and the galaxy, you know. Okay. So how does that... At least um, that's what I've been told by this, Sarah. Oh, okay. But but in doing this system that you're teaching folks, that means they're working with humanity now. That's correct. Is that... Am I correct? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so correct. what what's that's the correct. change? Like, why is that happening now? Well... That's not true of the whole order of seraphim. It's true of this particular seraph who worked with, he created the system 13,000 years ago with 13 other seraphim, or 12 other seraphim. He's one of the 13. And they're all gone in various forms. I mean, gone like either mm, extinguished. Now, this is something that's going to shock people. Uh, or they have become in human form. They have decided that they wanted to join humanity that way instead of being a seraph. There are, I don't know how many, because I never asked that question, but there are seraphim who are now in human bodies. 
um, there are various things that have happened over the last 13,000 years, leaving this one seraph to maintain the system somehow. And he has been with me in other two other lifetimes that I'm aware of, and that's one of the reasons why he chose me in this lifetime. Uh, he knows me from other lives. And oh, yeah. But this particular seraph wants to work with humanity, uh, not the group as a whole, not the whole order of angels. Ah, okay. And this the system was was that in full swing during the time of Atlantis, or just yes. partially? No, it was in full swing. Um, I was. I have asked lots of questions around that. I still Atlantis. The the time of Atlantis went on for thousands of years. How many thousand years? I don't know. You know, the history of Atlantis is pretty much not known. We we only have Plato to give us some idea of what Atlantis was officially, because he's the only historical figure that ever mentioned Atlantis. Everything else is speculation or channeling or something like that. But Atlantis went on for thousands of years. So sometime in the middle period of Atlantean history, this system was created by 13 seraphim for all intelligent life in the galaxy, which means like 18,000 different planets in the galaxy, including Earth. Mm. That doesn't seem like a lot. Actually, 18,000 <laughs> planets. But I guess you're talking about this galaxy, so I guess that doesn't make this sense. This galaxy only. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, the therapist <laughs> told me that angels don't exist in other galaxies, that they're, they're, our concept and our creation of angels is just for this galaxy. That's what he told me. Hmm, interesting. Mm, wow. I don't know, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's funny where you're talking about, you know, the different orders and what they uh, deal with because I'm I'm often, personally, anyway, dealing with um, way bigger than planets, like planets, galaxy, universes, multiple universes, and it's just the weirdest stuff, but, you know, I'm just like, okay, you know, <laughs> so I'll have some sort of hint or symptom or something, and I do, like the other day yeah. I, I woke up with this severe headache and, um, uh, very strange. I knew, okay, there's something I need to know. So it it I, it was like an alternate self and an alternate parallel universe, and they were overrun mm-hmm. by what we would call dark angels. And so there was a healing mm-hmm. to be done, and we could mm-hmm. do that in, in, in the new positive morphic field to be created, which I did. And literally, mm-hmm. I guess about three minutes after I created it and downloaded that to the whole mm-hmm. universe myself, my headache went away. And I was like, oh, yay, I can go back to sleep now. <laughs> Yeah, so it's funny. Yeah. Like I don't really acknowledge necessarily that I'm working with, you know, other beings specifically. You know, with planets and galaxies yeah, or whatever. I, but I think I don't know. I haven't been given that gift. You know, that's a special gift that you've been given. So that's you know, different order. Um, you're working with different beings than I am, obviously. <laughs> um, maybe. But, yeah, I, I haven't actually asked. Uh, you know, what I, I just call them all the God team. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I know they're specialists in different areas, and I know those with infinite healing mm-hmm. powers, but uh, I haven't asked specifically their names or what orders or, mm-hmm. heart, you know, anything like that. It's just like, hey, guys, mm-hmm. let's do this, and then we do it. Yeah, so. sure. <laughs> well, that's very, very interesting. Um, now, is there um, is there a type of uh, – now, you mentioned before that uh, the Seraphim Blueprint 
um, this this gift, this system, is something that was created uh, by that particular order to help not just humanity but all intelligent life. So is there anyone mm-hmm. that it would not be good for or inappropriate for? There, there, are people, there are people on the planet who have dark energy to such an extent that the seraphone share this with those people. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to abuse the, I mean, theoretically anyway, to abuse, abuse that power? I'm not, I'm not aware of that. I know that um, there are people in the organization that have had problems, you know, very occasionally. There have been problematic situations that have occurred. Sometimes they're of political nature, internal to the organization. Um I haven't yet seen the power of the seraph abused internationally. You know, it's always possible that I'll be thrown something like that. I mean, it seems like every year or two that I am thrown a specific problem that reflects on the whole system that I have to deal with, or the seraph has to deal with, or the combi- or the combination of teachers and students we all have to deal with. Um, it's it attracts attention from the dark side occasionally, and then we have to we have to use our resources to battle that. But other than that, it's a smooth ride. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, that actually makes mm-hmm. sense because it's like I think part of our human, uh, you know, elevation, transformation, evolution. That sometimes there are these quote unquote problems, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. that come up and then we have these creative solutions and that increases our empowerment, really, um, mm-hmm. in this little game we play called life where there is a dark and a light. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually the dark yeah. side part is my specialty, so that that's you know, relatively easy for me. Um, mm. But um, uh, that's just, you know, my thing, I guess, you know, because mm. I talk about loving them into the light. So, that, so it, it's fairly easy to... Uh, and that doesn't mean we can't, uh, there's not new things that come up that I have to problem solve, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. they're very, very, uh, the dark side can be equally as sneaky as I am creative. <laughs> but we always, we always find an innovative solution, like to everything they've mm-hmm. come up with so far. I'm like, oh, well, that was pretty smart, guys, but okay, too bad you're getting healed, you know. <laughs> and then off they go. So, uh, yeah, at any time you, you need some help, let me know. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, that's that important kind of information, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, so we talked about a little bit like maybe, you know, obviously who it's not for, that it's not for the highest and greatest good. But let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, your students and what kind of results or like, like I know my students are interested in, okay, what kind of results can we get if we get this? So in terms of the tangible yeah. world, like does it help with finances? Does it help with physical health? Does it help with relationships, et cetera? Yes. Um, all of the above, and, and um, well, the system starts out with physical and emotional healing. That's level one. It has the way I've, um, with the seraphs' help, of course, deciding this to go out in workshop format. Um, when I received it, I just initially, I received it one initiation at a time. I didn't know that the initiations were building on one another when, in 1994, I started the process, and um they were six-minute downloads, energy downloads, and um, they they were over, you know, in the blink of an eye, basically. And 
We get maybe five or six in a session when we work together. With the prof- when I work with the professor, and then alone, the same thing would happen. Sometimes they were longer in in length in terms of the download time, but usually mm-hmm. around six to eight minutes. Um, the first level is all about physical and emotional healing. That seems to be the foundational level of all work. So you, I guess the seraphims felt that humanity needed both physical and emotional healing before they could graduate to other levels of healing like spiritual healing and um, you know other gifts of various kinds. So level one is a one-day workshop um, with about 12 initiations, each about six minutes in length, with a lot of talking going on in between each initiation. And you get in the physical side of things, the physical healing side of things, you you work on your, you get initiation to heal your kidneys. You get a, um, a life force initiation. That's the basic uh, healing vibration of the system. And um, those, some of these are sort of background software, meaning they're not oh. activatable. You just receive them and forget about them. You know, they're acting in your body in the background. And others are activatable initiations, which you can work with as an individual when you go home from the workshop. So you go home and you do things like put your hands on your kitty and heal your kitty. <laughs> Or put mm-hmm. your hands on an old ache on your body and heal that ache or pain. Or, you know, parents or relatives or friends. And you can heal anyone in in your environment. Then in that level one, the same one-day workshop, you get the ability, so you get the ability to do hands-on healing. You get mm-hmm. the ability to put in an energy grid in your home, your office, your car. That will change the environment for the better. That will upgrade put more prana into the situation. That means life force energy, you know, ki, chi, prana, all the same sort of energy. Um, so that's that's the physical healing side of things. Um, and then the emotional healing side of things is also worked on in level one where you get to work on your heart, your your mind, your 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 body, your soul, um, with a separate energy that's much softer and sweeter and we call it the harmonious energy energy of harmony um and that's all one day and you go home a healer basically after one day and you yourself feel the benefit of the presence of the angel this seraph comes to every single workshop um there's no uh there's no group workshops where the seraph does not attend so um, the teachers have the ability to call him and to bring him to the workshop. They facilitate his presence. And the teachers are simply receiving the energy at the same time that the students are. Gotcha. And um, this is a funny question I want to ask you, but I'm sure you'll know the answer, is that um, some folks, and I've read this um, in various books and didn't resonate with me, but I just want to, you know, run it by you, is that um, some people believe that, for example, you know, a seraph or an angel or an archangel can only take care of one person at the same time simultaneously. But I also know that time doesn't really exist. So it didn't really Mm -hmm. resonate with me uh, Mm -hmm. for somebody to say, you know, Mm -hmm. don't bother the archangels, they're too busy. 
so you better mm, no, call no, on no. these other lower-level archangels. So I'm, my theory is that the seraphs can be in multiple places at the same time helping people. Oh, yeah. I once asked the seraph, because at the time when uh, Oprah had her show, you know, her television show on the regular channel, I was always hoping that I'd get invited, you know. And I asked Oh, yeah, the seraph, well, yeah, I had an Oprah wannabe wish, too. <laughs> <laughs> I asked the seraph, how many could you initiate at one time? And he said six million people. Mm, yeah, not surprising. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. not an issue. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure you would really want to be on Oprah, though. I don't know. <laughs> that's pretty open. Well, at that time I did, and and um, you know, I I don't know much about her um, since I wasn't living in America at that time. By the way, I was living in ah. Australia. Well, the, um, the whole bunch of people in America wanted to be president, apparently. So. You never know. <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna work. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty neat. So how many levels? We talked about level one. How many levels are there? There are six levels, and uh, the seraphist said that's the only number of levels there'll be. There are other. It's sort of like a tree trunk. You know, going up the trunk. Um, the foundational level is physical and emotional healing. Then, the second level is um, we call seraphim sacred geometry. And it's mm. it's about taking on more responsibility than you pre-planned in this lifetime, and so it's a, it's about expanding your karmic blueprint. It's level two. Level three is seraphim manifestation. That's where you get the wish fulfillment thing going. I have lots of stories around that one. <laughs> yeah, and why don't you tell us one? Okay. Um, I had a a woman in Australia, a student. Uh, her name was Jana, and she was originally from Bosnia. She was Muslim, and um, she was a student of mine in through levels one, two, and three. And she told me when she took level before she took level three that she was hoping to get pregnant because she had been married for seven years, and she and her husband were unable to conceive. And I said, I don't know. Well, may hope. Let's let's hope that this is the this is the fulfillment of that wish. You know, this course. So she took level three, and you know, I always kept her informed of when level four was happening. But she didn't respond to any of my you know any of my call shout outs to her to do level four, and so I just forgot about her. And that was around two thousand and. Four, three, four, somewhere in there. And in 2007, my book, Seraphim Blueprint, came out, and I had a lot of copies of it in Australia. And so I was able to give a talk at the Adya Bookstore in Sydney, which was a very famous New Age bookstore in Sydney, Australia. And in the audience was Yana sitting sort of in the middle with a friend of hers, and she was heavily pregnant. Now, this had been like two years following um, the workshop. And I went up to her, you know, at the break or something and said, oh, my goodness, you finally got pregnant. You got your wish. And she pointed to her belly and she said, number two. Ah, I was just going to guess that. That's great. Oh, that's great. Well, I know a lot of people are definitely interested in wish fulfillment or what we call masterful Mm -hmm. manifesting. So very cool. 
Wow. And so and uh, the three. Now, let me go back Double. to level two just for a second here, the sake of sure. geometry. Um, a lot yeah. of my light warriors are feeling excessive responsibility that they forgot that they asked for prior to incarnation. So they're, I think they're a little trepidatious about level two. So maybe you can give us a little <laughs> bit more information on, information on that piece. It's like, I already have tons of responsibility. I don't want any more spiritual responsibility. So, <laughs> Well, this is the kind of, um, we call it, what, expansion of the karmic blueprint. And it's becomes easy. In other words, it's not something that if you, if you feel that your responsibilities are difficult, this level two will make an easier easier job of it, you know? Mm, um, good. Nice. Yeah, just makes it smoother and easier. Oh, fantastic. Okay, now we can move to level four. <laughs> yeah, level four. Level four is um, Seraphim Cosmic Splendor. And this is all about adjusting our bodies to the expansion of the universe. Um, even I believe I believe in the Earth expansion theory, by the way, which is very different from what the accepted theory is of the planet of this planet. But the whole universe is expanding, and um, and also we're traveling at such huge speed through the universe. I mean, mm-hmm. probably a million miles an hour, you know. And that has yeah. that's a stressful thing on our bodies. So Seraphim Cosmic Splendor Level 4 helps us to adjust to the expansion of the universe. It has various initiations that just make the whole ride smoother than we're aware of. You know, I mean, it's it's aging us rapidly to go through the universe this fast. It's also, there are other things that are aging us. You know, we work on, I forget which level, but we work on um, changing the DNA imprint in our bodies, you know, that causes rapid aging of human of human bodies. And mm-hmm. we do things like that. Oh, cool. Yeah, I love that. It really resonates with some of the other, um, you know, stuff, the messages I've been hearing and things I've been asked to do healing around. And I have to say that this whole expansion, uh, and I'm always talking about the expansion, although, you know, there's other words. I know that's more of a, what you said last time, more of a Christian word, ascension, but literally means, Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, expansion, you know, growth, you know, that kind of thing. So we're kind of talking about the same thing, but different terms. Um, Mm -hmm. There is definitely this recalibration adjustment that is sometimes really challenging. Um, mm-hmm. To keep up. <laughs> also, there's a there's an initiation in level four, which is like ET call home, because a lot of us are ETs in human bodies, yeah. either old ancient ETs in human bodies or recent, but mostly ancient ETs in human bodies, and we've been on planet Earth for ten thousand years, and we're we're, we're lonely, you know, we're lonely, yeah. and we we know we're not from here, we know that for sure, and there is an initiation in level. That's all about healing that phenomenon and being able to heal your connection to your original planet and original space. That totally resonates with me as well. That's other things that I've gotten in my you know meditations and talking to Source. That, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that this this trend, like there's these star seeds that uh, just feel completely alone. They could be surrounded by loving family members and they feel completely. Mm-hmm. 
alone because they remember yeah. what it was like, you know, to be yeah. sort of a light being and be yeah. one and be connected. And now they don't have that. They're in individuated bodies and it's very foreign. It doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's yeah. a whole positive morphic field for that, exactly what you're talking about, that initiation of being able mm-hmm. to fully connect and feel that again, even in human form. I think it's pretty mm. important. Yes. Yeah. I cried for six months after I got that initiation, and there was a meditation associated with it, and I, I would do that meditation every every day, and I cried every day for six months. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So what about level five? Level five is called Seraphim Planetary Healing, and it's mm-hmm. giving back to the planet what we need to give back, mm-hmm. and also adjusting changing the idea that we have dominion over the animals and the beings on the planet, you know, changing it to sharing the planet more with others. Um, different, I, you know, there are different initiations for that. Recognizing, being able to more readily recognize other beings that are not in bodies. You know, things like well, vibratory beings, electrical, you know, very unusual beings that don't, that are not in bodies that we don't mm, recognize. So being able to sense them or recognize them or acknowledge them? Yeah, yes, helping us to adjust to their energies and to recognize them and to shake hands with them. Neat, very neat, cool. And what about level six? Level six is called Seraphim Grace and Union. And Seraphim Grace is about the fact that when we are evolving rapidly uh, in this lifetime, we have an actual need for beauty in our environment. It's an actual physical need that's not recognized. You know, People think of, well, beauty in the environment is something as a luxury. But right, when you're right. spiritually evolving, it's no longer a luxury. It's a necessity. That's really interesting. That's what the grace is about, the grace part of level six. The union part of level six is union with source. Mm-hmm. The seraph likes to talk about source rather than God. Yeah, that's usually the the word I use too, just because God has a lot of, unfortunately, judgmental connotations to it, based on our, mm-hmm. what we've done hum- in humanity to you know abuse abuse that word, so to speak. So yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, that is so interesting, and it's funny because I was doing this um. This process, uh, it's not quite ready yet, but uh, it'll be revealed at my live event called the Soul Experience Template. Um, and uh, beauty came up, you know, uh, in mm-hmm. that, that some mm-hmm. of us were um, designed to, that we asked to be embodied in a human form in order to experience this version of beauty, you know, mm. and I thought, well, that's mm-hmm. pretty interesting, <laughs> you know, like some mm. people are here to mm. experience empowerment, for example, but other people yeah. are here to experience beauty. I was like, wow, because I, you know, initially mm-hmm. had a little bit of a judgment, like, what, beauty, like, what's that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, no, no, that makes sense, because uh, sometimes sometimes the things we judge are the exact things that, you know, we need to unjudge and acknowledge as, in this mm. case, necessary, like you're talking about. 
Yeah, I just, I don't know. This happened. I, of course, it took me a while to come to level six, in other words, to get all of the initiations for level six. In fact, I sat on them for three or four years because I didn't feel much energy in my body when I acquired um, the second part of level six. And I was thinking, well, maybe I did it wrong, you know? Maybe I. Mm. But then I was forced to by um, by a group in Japan to bring it out, and when I did, the energy came in really strongly. So I sat on it though for a while because I wasn't certain that I'd got it right, and well, finally it came through, and the energy is phenomenal in level six, two major energies. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's the, oh, that's, that's the great. main system. But we've we've added on bits and pieces. It's like a tree. You've just heard about the trunk of the tree, and then there are there's a course called Guardians of Gaia, which came out of Seraphim Planetary Healing. You know, and we have other courses in the system that are sort of for graduates of the system, graduates ah, of the system. So that would be more like the the branches and leaves. Yes. Yes. Mm. Okay. Oh, very neat. Um, now, I do know of a uh, former patient of mine who moved away, but um, uh, he definitely had a lot of physical challenges. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, in the end, uh, of course, and I'm here telling him all this weird stuff, you know, <laughs> and he was pretty, you know, religious. And so he ended up with these amazing clairvoyant abilities and realized that he was a seraphim. Mm. And I didn't even know what it was at the time. He had to explain it to me. He had to draw a picture. You know, I didn't know what it was. Mm. But it was yeah, really amazing. Yeah, a couple amazing. times in the last 23 years, uh, seraphim, Sarah, individual seraphs have approached me to announce themselves to me. It's happened at least twice that I know of. Um, and yeah, and he might gotten... be listening to this call, so. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Yeah, yeah, no, this is exciting. So we, we have a bunch of folks with their hands up, and if you want to sure. ask Ruth a question, uh, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Again, hit 1 if you want to ask a live question. Again, it's 818-514-1190. And then if you want to put your question in the chat, I've actually opened up the chat as well. Um, so Ruth, does it, does it uh, you know, do you want to intuitively pick, you know, which questions, or do you want me to pick? You, you can pick. I'll pick. Okay, let's go. All right, so let's see. I've got here um, area code 650. I'm going to unmute you and just give us your first name and then your question for Ruth. Hello. Hi, I'm Alexandra. Hi, Alexandra. Um, my question. Hi, Dr. Karen. Hi, Ruth. Hi. Um, my question for Ruth is... Uh, uh, how I, I feel tired, very tired all the time. So uh, how how am I supposed to um, know my true calling or my life purpose if uh, I'm in a program of not getting what I want? Uh, how old are you, may, may I ask? 33. Oh, you're very young. Okay. Um, and where are you living? Are you living in a big city or a small town or a village? Or what's your situation? Uh, at present, I'm in a smaller town. Smaller town. Um, you're allergic to electromagnetic energy, so you have to eliminate electromagnetic frequencies from your environment. That's your problem. <laughs> I can't do that. I, I'm on FaceTime all the time. Uh, and Facebook. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that has to end. Really? That has to end. Simply has to Okay. Okay? Yep. Yeah. Well, and then, Alexandra, since I, I know you, we can work on this a little bit, you know, in the group. Because um, yeah. I, I used to be so, so sensitive to EMF when I was sick, and uh, I am a heck of a lot more resilient now. So I have some other strategies. I know it's really hard to give up, you know, our, our daily habits, um, but maybe we can at least work on something uh, in between. Uh, but that it, was a really a, great it's question. It's a very good start. I'm glad. I'm glad. Of course, I welcome you to take Seraphim Blueprint courses. If you're living, it doesn't matter where on the planet you are, you can take them by telephone as well as in person. So, oh, wonderful. Um, yes. Isn't telephone worse? Uh, well, well, yes, if you use Wi-Fi <laughs> telephone. I'm on a corded line. I've never moved off a corded telephone uh-huh. line. I'm using a okay. landline and a corded line. I see. Yeah, that's the safest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I have a whole chapter in my, you know, God Healing Chronic Pain book on electromagnetic frequencies, and because I was so sensitive, and I knew, you know, I couldn't be in the same room with someone with a cell phone. <laughs> I would just start melting. You know, I was so tired. Uh, so this is an important topic. There are other things that you can, you know, get your body more resilient, but it's not, you know, not overnight. So whatever you can avoid, I would highly, you know, recommend that you follow Ruth's suggestion on that. Thank you. Thank you, Ruth. All right. You're welcome. All right, Alexander, thank you, and thank you, Ruth, for that. All right, mm-hmm. we have a caller, area code 717. Hello. Oh, I'm not hearing this person. Hello. Well, You're on the air, uh, area code 717. Hello. I'm sorry. Hi, I'm who's this? Mute. <laughs> this is Tina. Hey, Tina. Hello? What you got for us, Tina? Um, I just does this would this help like bone healing or anything when like the healing part of the course? Could you? Is there any way to yeah, help it regenerate brains or anything? All kinds of all kinds of physical healing and emotional healing. So, I mean, some some physical problems are emotionally based. So you need to do right. both. Level one. Well, it's a very simple one day workshop. But like the bone's broken and it's has to fuse together, like the energy, I can help it heal that part of it. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, okay. oh, yes. Okay. One of our major teachers, think... Alex Brandon, who's probably listening to this call right now, he, he broke his arm and, and the miracles happened when he applied this energy. So definitely faster than my usual. boyfriend was shot. My boyfriend was shot and his, he's been healing since January and it's barely, barely healing. I believe that yes, he has emotional along, many emotional along with it. But I mm-hmm. just trying to see if I can find another avenue for him and help him a little bit and guide him. I mean, I can't do it for him, so I'll have to figure it out. But yeah, but I ask for that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And yeah, see if it resonates with him. You know, some people. I know Ruth, you'll you'll you know probably agree with this. Is that some people are ready to heal on deeper levels, mm-hmm. and other people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we can show them, hey, here's something for symptom relief, here's something to help you heal, and then it works, and then they never come back because they're not ready <laughs> yes. to actually yes, heal. True. I'm like, okay, yes. so we just took away yes. 80% of your pain, and you're not answering my phone calls. Okay. <laughs> mm, exactly. So, yeah, it's fascinating. Um, okay, let me see. we got a couple more callers here. So area code 214. 
Let me see if we can unmute you. Hello. <laughs> Who's this? Hello. Hi there. Hi. This is uh hi, this is Prem from Hi and there, what can we do for you? Hi. Well, yes, uh such an interesting call. And uh so I am a healer and I'm clairvoyant as well. However, I would really love to know, uh, if possible, what on earth I'm it just seems like every time I try try to push through to get uh, further into it, I keep getting knocked back 10 steps. So I would love some insight because what I had said the last few months, I've pretty much put it on the hold. I've just kind of sat it down and continued with my regular work. There's dark energy around you. I don't know whether it's in you or around you, but I'm picking up on it. And it seems like every time I try clearing them out, uh, they just come back. And I, I, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted from fighting it, so I've just put it down. And and then I hear my higher voice kind of saying, "You can't do this." And I'm like, "I know, but <laughs> it's." Uh, well, I would I would either tiring. you need either have a. I mean, Dr. Karen Kant says she's a uh, expert at that, so she could help you. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you may, you know, okay. you may very well need like a one-on-one. Sometimes it's just knowing where to direct healing energies. Like we found, you know, people that, um, you know, they have some sort of contract or vow from multiple, you know, generations on their mother's side, you know, and that's mm-hmm. why they, if they had a contract with an entity with multiple timelines back, you know, then they can't seem to mm-hmm. get rid of them in this timeline because they don't know they have a contract, mm-hmm. things like that. You know, relatively yeah. easy to heal, just sometimes you just need to know about it, and that's why it's not clearing for you, because God wants you, or Source wants you to actually understand it, so you can help others. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that does. That does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, have, do you have my entity clearing <laughs> program already? I do. Okay, yeah, so maybe ask uh, for Wait, some are you talking about the spray? Uh, no. no, the actual uh, Ascension 1 and 2, and the training course uh, on how to do clearings? No, no, I don't. I don't. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but you can, you know, just post on the Light Warrior Network and just say, hey, you know, um, would love some support around this. We have, you know, group healings every week. Um, but like mm-hmm. I said, because you're a healer, you're more likely going to need to know more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're yeah. not going to be like the average person where we could just snap our fingers, it's gone, it's done, and don't, they don't even know that it's cleared. Whereas in your uh-huh. case, you actually uh-huh. may have to have a new skill set. Yeah. Anyway, just my yeah. thoughts. But thank you, Ruth, for the reading. That's yeah. what I was feeling as well. So. Thank you. Yeah. Great question. Great question. Uh, I think we have another person here. Area code seven two seven. Hello. Who's this? Hi, Ruth and Dr. Karen. This is Karen. Hi, Karen. Um. Hi. I, hi. My general question is. Ruth, do you sense anything? Uh, it's a similar question to the previous caller. A lot of roadblocks for myself, my partner, and also my sister. And I'm just wondering if you sense anything, what's really going on here. I'm not picking up on dark energy, so I don't know. Um, got it. You'd have a lot of health issues and then mm-hmm. say that. I think you'd have to have a private session with me or one of my uh one of the people that work on the um multiplefold uh dot com site. Um 
such a question like that that's so open-ended that require that involves a lot of people would require, you know, some untangling of individual problems, and I can't do that in three right. minutes. So I, I think it would yeah. require a private session. But then I yeah, think it's that's just, just like... sensing dark energy, so yay. <laughs> yeah, yay. I'm not sensing dark <laughs> energies. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, um, but it's just that it seems like for everybody, you know, it's just like years of that kind of thing. So I'm just where do you so live? Where are perplexed. you living? Where are you? I'm in Florida. I'm in Florida uh, with my Which partner. Which part of Florida? What what town? Uh, Clearwater. Clearwater is that the west coast or the east coast? Yes, west coast. Mm-hmm. West coast. How close are you to Tampon Springs? Tampon. I said yes. Tarpon <laughs> Springs. How close are you to oh, Tarpon, Tarpon Springs? Uh, twenty minutes, I guess. Tarpon. Go Springs. there. Today or tomorrow, and go to the Archangel Michael's shrine in Tarpon Springs and start praying in that in that environment. Okay. Do you know of it? Uh, no, but I've been to Tarpon Springs, but I can. Well, find it. just look it up. The Archangel Michael Shrine in Tarpon Springs, Florida, on the West Coast. It's right there. It's an old Greek community. It's one of the highest mm-hmm. places I have been to in the United States of America. Really? Okay. Oh, good to yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you. All right, Karen. It's I'll take I will go there. Thank you. Yeah. Just awesome. go there frequently. You're so close. Go there as frequently as you can. And I'm not Catholic, you know. I'm Jewish. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know. You so mentioned that last to do. time. Yeah, it's nothing to do with that. It's just it happens to be a very, very high place. And I don't know why um, the archangel or many, many angels are hanging out there. I really don't know. But I stepped from the sidewalk onto the property and got hit with the biggest blast of energy I've experienced in the United States, period. Wow. That's good Mm -hmm. to know. Fascinating. Mm. That's really fascinating. Um, Mm. So, Ruth, we just want to check in with you how much time you have available. We have a whole bunch of people that now put their hands up. So, um, I know the show is we have up to another half hour, but uh, I want to also honor and respect your time because originally yeah. I said an hour. So let me know. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I'm fine. Um, maybe I need to take a short break, though. That might be good. Can you talk while I take a short break? Sure. Absolutely. I'm talking Absolutely. like a two-minute break. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well, in that case, it's funny because uh, I've had other people who are, uh, you know, have done radio and media for a long time, and they're always telling me, Dr. Karen, you're not doing your radio show correctly. <laughs> I mean, they, they're saying it very nicely. They say, you're supposed to, you know, take commercial breaks and things like that. <laughs> this is what a regular radio show does. And, um, and Ruth, you can go ahead and take your break while I, while I kind okay. of babble here. But uh, So I thought, well, okay. gee, I can, I can do a commercial break now because we, <laughs> we have two minutes. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I just want to, yeah, so I want to share with everyone on the show that um, you know some of the stuff that is really coming up these days is really about our our purpose, and we talked a little bit about you know with Ruth about this this importance of knowing our purpose, and so a few weeks ago I had another radio show I was on. We talked about the Soul Mission Matrix, and that is just my very quick system to get kind of like foundationally what is your soul mission right now in this timeline, and. Um, 
For folks that are coming to the Supercharger Healing event, which is a live event, September 7th through 9th here in the upstate New York area, uh, we are actually going to be sharing with you uh, something brand new in addition to this Soul Mission Matrix, um, which is in one of the other programs I have. But this is called, the we mentioned it before, the Soul Experience Template. So this is really like, there's one thing to say, okay, this is my soul mission in this timeline, but there's another piece of it, which is what did you ask to experience in a human body in this timeline? And that can be very different. And I've noticed that uh, for myself it was fascinating. <laughs> for example, I asked out of the four things, I think one of them was self, um, it was compassion. So it was interesting because some of my physical like pains, for example, that I've uh, had throughout, uh, you know, the, the latter part of my life related to wanting the soul experience of compassion, self-compassion and compassion of others. And so the pain was there to actually help orchestrate that. But recently I was able to disconnect that particular symptom from that um, experience because it wasn't really necessary anymore. So I had the realization of what I was here to experience so I can experience in different ways. So this is really exciting stuff. We're going to be actually, it's still building right now, the whole template, but we're going to be revealing this at live at the Supercharger Healing event. So I'd love for folks to come to the event. So it's uh, if you want to check out the information, that Supercharger, sorry, <laughs> uh, SuperchargerHealing.com. So SuperchargerHealing.com or SuperchargerHealingPowers.com. And just check out, uh, you know, the site. We have uh, actually right now uh, early bird pricing is still in effect, so it's about 60% off the regular price of 4.95. So right now it's 197, and then we give a gift. So if you register, um, we actually give you a special code that you can invite family and friends for half price uh, after you register. And uh, that includes all the workshop activities. Um, there is. Um, uh, you know, accommodations that you need to book separately. And part of the programming, actually, through the mealtime, we're going to have some extra healing and training with my good friend Kathy Holmeyer because we're going to be at physically at her retreat. And so you're guaranteed the food is going to be amazing and it's going to be high vibrational. How many retreats do you go to where you have basically full control of the food, you know, and the vibration <laughs> of the food, like zero? So this is very, very special. So I'd love for everyone to join us at superchargerhealing.com September 7th through the night here in upstate New York. And we just do this once a year, and this is our very first one. I've had other you know events in the past uh, named something different, but this one's very experiential. Um, you're going to be honing your superpowers, your um, ability to intuit, your intuition, as well as uh, some hands-on healing, remote healing, and, of course, uh, figuring out what your soul experience is. So, yay. <laughs> How you doing, Ruth? I'm here. I'm back. <clears throat> now, that yay. sounds very interesting. And, and my husband was talking about traveling north uh, from North Carolina where we live in September-ish. So I might be Ooh. tempted to come along or something. I don't know. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I would love to meet you in person. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, y'all. I'll send you that information. Yeah, um, please send me something. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's see. We have some more callers here. I have, oops, I lost my, where is my order? Uh, I had my order here. Okay, here we go. Uh, okay, area code 269. Hello, Melissa. Hello. Hi, Karen. <laughs> and, well, gosh, this is, I just want to say thank you for this call. Um, this is really, <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. 
it's very wonderful. I wanted to tell you that I almost fell to the floor when you mentioned your experience and you said, you know, you got all those goosebumps um, that uh, when he talked, when he, when you first met him and he talked to you about the, uh, the seraphim and that you were supposed to do that with him. And yeah. he explained a little bit when you, when you were in that conversation, as soon as you said that, my body vibrated so intensely from my head to my toes that I really almost hit the floor. I, I, <laughs> I, that's just, yeah. I mean, I these, you know, these confirmation, I call them, you know, my, I mean, I get this when truth is spoken and, and right. either it's, you know, usually it's personal and it's truth for me, but I just, that was, that was really powerful for me. And I, oh, um, where, where are you located? I'm in Michigan. Okay. We, I, um, we might have one teacher in your area. I'm not sure. I think we do. But I can't remember whether she's Wisconsin or Michigan. I get those states a bit confused. Um, but we do definitely have somebody in Minneapolis area of Minnesota. And oh. so depending on whether you want to work in person with someone or whether you want to work over the telephone, we have a lot of teachers that work over the phone. Um, yeah, it sounds to me like you're a candidate. What? Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just said it sounds to me like you're getting confirmation that this work resonates with you personally. And so, um, you know, the sooner you start courses, the better. Uh, Maybe you're supposed to be a teacher in your area. Um, That's what it sounds like to me. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just was very – and one thing that you said that was very powerful for me too was like I've – ever since I was a little kid, I mean, really, like that I can remember five, six years old, I felt like I was here to help humanity. I can't, and I used to like help people, even when I was little, help other kids. But um, the one thing, you know, being a sensitive, it was always really difficult, but I do remember the one thing that always kept me here on earth was beauty the beauty in nature, like oh, um, everything from gorgeous the, planet. Past, the flowers, mm. just everything here. And I, mm. I would go to a place where, no, I can't leave because I can't leave this. I would miss this. I love it so mm. much. And it mm. feel it into my core. So I would like, mm. oh, I've never heard anyone speak of that before. That was so nice. I guess Aww. I just trying to, you know, I just wanted to share how much this call was meaning to me. I don't know. I'm going to mention a quick little thing about having really something unusual, a kind of back pain for about the last four days. No, yeah, four today would be, that just seems kind of unusual and it's it's not like anything I've experienced before. It's kind of different. It's like a well, most of us don't learn proper exercises for keeping the back limber, you know, I mean, sort of yogic kind of exercises. Are you doing anything like yoga? Yeah, and I do do exercises, and I do them every morning when I get up, and that's why oh, that's I'm good. confused. I'm feeling like right. I just, if it was something that was going on universally or if you had maybe just picked something up maybe that I needed to focus on. I, I just, it just, it, it doesn't, uh, it's well, not I, a... I'm picking up that you are allergic to EMF energies like that other person earlier in the call. So most, most, okay. you know, 
most people in the world have been talked into these cell phones and cell phone usage, and they they have been charmed into it with all these apps and fun things that go on. I'm absolutely against all of that. And if you're surrounding yourself with that kind of energy, you're in a increasingly dangerous situation, which uh, for all of us, um, the Seraphim Blueprint is providing energies to counteract it, just like Dr. Karen Kahn has said. You know, she's got uh, uh, protocols for that as well, and we are creating protocols for that also in our system, and we're about to upgrade some of those as well. But it is hard to keep pace with the changes that are going on um, internationally with, for instance, the rollout of 5G, which I am extremely mm-hmm. against. And yeah, so, the show on that last week, Ruth. Really? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Very scary stuff. It is, and it's, I totally yeah. agree you. I think I was probably the last person to <laughs> to actually, you know, get a cell phone because I just I I when you mentioned what you did, I thought, oh, oh smart girl, because I was thinking how that that was my belief system, and I totally stayed away from that and I had a son that was like extreme sensitive and so I mean he would you know react to you know just I mean even the electrical wires when we would go under them so I mean I I really understand what you're saying and um mm-hmm. I appreciate that and I think that's important information to put out there and Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that I mean, without doing a really thorough, you know, analysis of your situation, I can't tell you what your back pain is due to. Then I, I do think you are allergic to EMFs and whatever environment. I don't know if I've avoided Wi-Fi in this household. You know, we have computers that have a satellite connection, but it goes through our electrical wiring instead of Wi-Fi. Um, uh, you know, as much as possible, we've got to avo- either avoid it or counteract it somehow because it's really dangerous. This next level yeah. rollout, 5G, is actually going to interfere with oxygen uptake. It's going to oh. prevent us from breathing properly. Yeah, I believe that because I was getting, I was getting a whole bunch of oxygen. Um, like there's a guide that I use, and uh, we, I was getting oxygen, fix oxygen over and over again. <laughs> so I think that's really interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah, it's really moving in that direction. I mean, there's, you know, taking out all the stops because, you know, like what you're doing and what Dr. Kieran's doing and all of these things are, you know, they're they're counteracting, and so they're just upping the levels, you know. Mm-hmm. So much to be aware of. No you know, worries. Really. We're we're gonna figure out a solution for this. So right. hang really on there, are. Melissa. I've, <laughs> I've never lost my dream of what the Earth, the New Earth, or whatever is gonna be like. So I Good. believe it. I know it's all got this covered. It's just you know those steps and discovering. And you guys are both great right. discoverers. We'll all be great. Thank, Thank you. Good. Let you go so you can get on with someone else. But thank you. All right. You. Well, thank you, Melissa. Lots of thank love. You. Bye. All right. All right. So let's see here. I have someone very patiently waiting for almost the whole hour here. <laughs> uh, oh, wait a second. Whoops. That person doesn't have their hand up. Sorry. I would have unmuted someone who doesn't have their hand up. Um, let's see. Who did I? There's a few people I missed here. Let me just grab my list. So area code 650, I don't know whether I, oh, no, I did that one, I think. 
So area code, see everybody's hand's still up that was up, so that's why I write all these down. Um, okay, we've got uh, 770 looks like. There's a lot of sevens here. I'm getting a little mixed up. <laughs> Hi, who's this? Hello. Hi there. Hi. Um, oh my gosh, it's something. Um, <clears throat> is this me? Yep, it's you. Okay. Um. So. Yep. Um. I rescue a lot of animals, and now I've got one that I'm really worried about. Um, because he's attacking all the other ones, and I'm right here in the hub of Indian Springs. Um of the Creek Nation, so you wanted Ruth to help with mm. your your pets. Um. Yes. Yes, I can't. He's trying to kill everything else. So, and he's a great. What kind, Pyrenees. Of, what kind of an animal is it? He's a great Pyrenees Shepherd mix. Uh-huh, and dog. I, yeah. Yeah. And so, and how, um, how many are you are you running a uh, animal shelter? What are, what are we talking about here? No, no, I just I have I just I can't take any more animals. But um, it was posted, and I have goats, I have cats, but I don't trust him because I just don't trust him. Um, He's always been that way. Um, What's his name? What's the animal's name? Tank. Tank? H-A-N-K? T-A-N-K, yes. P-A-N-K, Pank. And yeah, it's a boy, he's a, a male dog? Yes, and he's 10 months old, and he's right at 95 pounds. Uh-huh. So, um, and I got him. Um, I rescued him, so now I'm really uh-huh. worried about it. So, um, and I'm really trying to take responsibility for what I have done. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know his history. hmm So, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I'm looking at him now energetically. I'm trying to figure him out. Hold on. He's got three souls. I mean, animals are multiple souls, too, as well as human beings sometimes. Right. Um, They're not dark, just wild, it seems. He's just very wild. It's as though you took in a wild animal, not a pet, you know? Pretty much, that's what I'm feeling like. Yeah. Um, I've got an older shepherd lab mix, and she's like a mothering type, but Mm -hmm. good gracious. This has been, I think I bit off more than I can choose. Yeah, it seems to me like you, you're, not, you're not set up to continue to house this animal. It's uh, just beyond your that, ability. And you have to face that. You have to face that. That's kind of what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... Um, <clears throat> mm. Yep, 
Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Lots of work. blessings to you. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me just check the chat. Um, hey, Jordan. Yes. Yeah, thanks. Hello, Dr. Karen Ruth from Jordan. Hi, Jordan. <laughs> You might know Jordan from uh, some of your teachings. Um, let's see. We have uh, we have uh, still some more folks here, but I'm going to take two more. So mm-hmm. let me just ask Source uh, what would be for the highest good. So okay. So area code three one five. Hello. Hi. It's Pat. Hi. Who's this? How are you? Hey, Pat. Good, thanks. Thank you. Um, What's your question? Make a long story short. I've been on a journey most of my life. I have a lot of intuition, clairaudience, um, and I uh, have had a lot of physical injuries. You know that, Dr. Karen. You treated me mm-hmm. for a long time, um, and so did your uh, colleague, or a few colleagues, mm-hmm. actually. So. What um, I'm getting at is as soon as I get a miraculous healing, be it shamanic, Reiki, whatever, it seems like it's a day or two later and I'm hurt again. It's like, you know, it almost feels like I'm meant to be suffering. And yes, the suffering I've experienced in life has helped me greatly in helping other people. But I think I'm beyond that now. I'm ready to, you know, do more work that involves ability and not disability. And I'm just wondering if you have any insight about that. I, you know, have my suspicions, but you seem very aware, and I would like to know what your think thoughts are on that. Ruth. Yeah, I'm not getting. I'm not getting that it's a soul problem. Um, I am getting that you need, you know, whatever you're doing to help other people, mm-hmm. um, you need to you need to do it professionally. Profe- I don't know if you're doing it professionally or just sort of occasionally. Well, I I have done helped others all my life professionally. Um, really. But currently, um, currently, I would like to do it, you know, as a service and not as, you know, a service to myself. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Not not for payment or whatever. So what what are you trained to do at, in helping others? What is your training? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's multidimensional. But um, I've worked in human services pretty much all my life. I've taught, you know, and I've done every form of counseling, you know, that there is. And but you're I've doing it through the facility of uh, traditional something like a yes. medical setting. I haven't, yes, I was, but I haven't since an accident over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I recently turned the corner after an archangel healing where, interestingly, a cherubim was involved. Uh-huh. Um, mm. And um, I turned the corner on the head injury and the back injury from the same accident. You're and talking now, about an automobile accident? You're talking about a car accident? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now um, I get healed from that, and you know, less—I don't know—it was days later I fell and injured my foot, 
and now I'm having trouble with that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's go, you know, this has been a long-standing pattern. Right. And how old are you now? Well, I like to say I'm 29 with several years' experience. <laughs> but I am. I'm up there. I'm a grandmother. You're a grandmother. Well, you could be a grandmother at 42, so I don't know. Um, all right. Uh, it just seems it seems like you need to have your shingle out as a healer, you know, and not in a not in a traditional setting, not um, and just work a little bit harder at healing others. Mm-hmm. That's all yeah. I'm getting, really. That okay. um, the the way you heal is through healing others, and you need to do that night and day. It sounds like. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Thank you very much, Ruth. You you're welcome. Uh, thank you, Pat. Yeah, yeah. Pat definitely has has been uh, working like super, super hard through the system, the original system, and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. it is isn't the healthiest of systems. At least I've been in it. You know, the medical system. Yeah, the, the medical system. So. That's right. You are a doctor. That's right. I forget that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, and I haven't, uh, we, you know, I haven't really connected with Pat for many years, so I'm not even sure what what actually where where she's working, how she's getting her money. So I think that's really mm. interesting what you what you picked up on because she is very gifted, um, but it, mm-hmm. but as as well as you know needing to um, hone and direct those gifts, you know, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's like the next thing. So yeah, fantastic. Mm. Okay, we have room for one more person. Um, sources picked this number, so area code four eight. Hi, who's this? Hi, thank you for taking my call. This is the first time I found your show. My name is Tonetta. Hi, Tonetta. Hi. And I really do need some um, guidance and help here. Um, My question is, I would like to know if and when you see Desiree coming back and reconciling things between me and her. Who is she to you? She was involved with me like a best friend, and then we were trying to take things to the next level, and things just got way out of control, and she got fighting and combative, and now she's not talking for two months. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that this is an appropriate thing for this call, and this sounds like a, what's appropriate for a personal reading, because um, I don't know her very, you know, without her full name and birth date and your full name and birth date, I really can't resolve a question like uh, of this nature on on a short telephone, like three minutes or something. So I think what yeah, you're so- what you're asking is something for a personal session. Okay. Yeah, Tonetta, you know, um, you can uh, connect with uh, the Ruth or any of her uh, practitioners um, on multiplesouls.com or ruthrendley.com or seraphimblueprint.com. There's three different options. And uh, if you're in the Light Warrior Network, you can always, you know, go on Prayer Tuesdays and ask for support and help, too, just to get some love, you know, sent your way, even if it's not a reading. Yeah, just so you feel like, you know, you're receiving 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Tonetta. Thank you for your bravery and courage and for for asking for help. That's awesome. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Okay, Ruth, do you know if you have any um, – do you have any workshops coming up on the Seraphim Blueprint in the near future? We, we have them happening every weekend somewhere in the world. I don't have anything wow. specific. Yeah, every weekend there's somebody teaching the Seraphim Blueprint. Um, the active teachers are all over America now, and – we don't have a we don't have an active teacher in Canada actually. I'm hoping it's one of these days of Canadian. We have taught Canadians to be teachers, but they don't stay active so very long. Um, there's nobody in Mexico, for instance, although we have a couple of Mexican American teachers in in Las Vegas. Um, so the teachers quite quite a few places in the United States, and we have one teacher in Great Britain. Uh, in uh, London, we have one teacher in Paris. We have one teacher in Berlin. We have um, 66 teachers in Turkey. Wow. <laughs> Turkey is saturated. <laughs> was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. We have a t- uh, two teachers in Cyprus, also the Turkish part of Cyprus. We don't have any teachers mm-hmm. in Greece, by the way, of, of those two sort of t- traditional enemies frenemies or whatever they are. <laughs> frenemies. Um, we have 100 teachers in Japan. Wow. We have no, no active teachers in Australia. When I left Australia, the whole operation closed down for some reason. We have two active teachers in Thailand. Uh, we have one teacher in Indonesia. We have no mm. teachers in India. <laughs> Uh, so th- there you go. That's sort of what it's like. It's sketchy in various places. Wow, yeah, that's really interesting. And on the website it mentions um, Switzerland, uh, Italy, Malaysia. Yeah. Um, there are a few and then other places, soon, yeah. Yeah, soon coming, Spain and France, I think. Well, France is now on board. Um, that, I have to change oh, okay. the wording on the website. France. We now have a teacher in France. She's American, though. She doesn't speak French fluently, but she's married to a French woman. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, we well, do the, have a the teacher Seraphim in Blue- mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. Well, The Seraphim Blueprint mm-hmm. is also a book that people can buy on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Multiple languages, Absolutely. I believe. In multiple languages, yes. In, in Turkish, German, um, and Japanese, in addition to English. Fantastic. Oh, that's great. So folks can go to Amazon.com if you want to just check it out, see if it you know feels right for you. And again, the website is seraphimblueprint.com. You can find out more information about the courses, about the teachers, and the worldwide calendar is right there on the website. And you can check, in, uh, check out the newsletter as well. So you can put your name and email mm-hmm. address in to get on the mailing list to learn about the yes. upcoming trainings. Yeah, yes, any, any, um, any last... Uh, words, advice, things like that, Ruth, before we say goodbye for the show today? Well, the Seraph is always welcoming any any new participants in our work. Um, we have plenty of places in America that don't have teachers, so if you're at all inclined to maybe attra- really attracted to this system, just know that you might be end up as a teacher if you want to be. Um, there are quite a few places. 
as I see, I think I said on a different radio interview, there's nobody in Southern California teaching this. In <laughs> Northern California. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, there's nobody in Southern California teaching our system. The closest to Southern oh. California would be Las Vegas. We have like tw- 12 teachers in Las Vegas. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah, it's funny. Wow. Funny that. We, yeah. we have 12 teachers in Naples, Florida, you know, but no, but nothing in the rest of Florida. Huh. Well, very that's strange. very interesting. Anyway, that's well. Well, it's great. Well, congratulations for the you know the success of this program. I know you've gone, and and it's so inspiring to hear. Just like you said, you're like a professional student for a really, really long time, and this yeah. came you know, so-called later in life. And so when people are yeah. feeling like, oh, you know, my life is, I don't have direction. It's so problematic. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, take take mm-hmm. heart because hey, amazing mm-hmm. things can happen in short periods of time if you're yeah. divinely aligned to your divine path. Absolutely, absolutely. The second half of my life has been so surprising. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Well, thank you again, Ruth, for your time thank and you. uh, for your wonderful work, and thanks to all your teachers as well. And uh, it's just wonderful to have uh, partners in helping the planet grow in love and light. Great. And de- definitely send me the link to the, what's happening in September in New York State. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to thank everyone for listening in and all your wonderful questions. Okay, bye for now. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. Bye.